conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free to play pools every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pool to Play page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Sunday, June 20th, and a happy Father's Day out there to all the dads. Uh, we appreciate you took time away from Popsy uh, for 30 minutes or so to join us here uh, on the Ice Guys show on this uh, Sunday edition. Uh, we will break down. Uh, obviously, Montreal, Vegas, a huge game four with the Canadians leading that series 2-1. We'll also recap a thrilling win for the New York Islanders last night uh, in game four against Tampa Bay to tie that series at two games apiece, which was big for me, cashing over five and a half games in that series. It's guaranteed to go six now. So it was a big bet for me, one of my the bigger bets I've made here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So it was good to see that cash in. Uh, Ian Cameron with us with you today, and we've got a special guest uh, joining us here today uh, on the program. His name is Grant Arnold. Uh, he is a getting really getting actively involved now in hockey betting, uh, sports betting in general, has become really taken an interest and in doing it seriously on a day-in and day-out basis. He played college hockey, played in the United States Hockey League as well. We're happy to have him as a special guest here uh, on the Ice Guys. Grant, welcome to the Ice Guys. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Uh, just a second, the happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, much appreciated and yeah it's a it's a pleasure to be here um, I've gotten uh, more and more into sports betting over the last few years and um, you know I played hockey all growing up and through uh, multiple levels so it's good to uh, kind of have that inside uh, eye to watch hockey and it's been a pleasure and it's been a journey up and downs and I'm excited to uh, continue to keep it rolling Absolutely. So talk a little bit about the hockey background you've had. You played, you know, college hockey, United States Hockey League. And you mentioned off the air to me just before we started the show, you played for some prominent head coaches that are still going these days, particularly in the big show, the NHL. Tell us about it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, born and raised in Colorado um, and uh, ended up playing junior hockey in the USHL for 
the Green Bay Gamblers. My first uh, year I was there, uh, John Cooper was our head coach. What an appropriate name, Green Bay Gamblers, right? For what you were interested in right now, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It all comes around, right? Um, yep. So he was uh, he was our coach my first year. Uh, we ended up winning a national championship that year. Uh, extremely special organization and everything. Um, and Coop is... He's the most interesting man on the planet. He's one of the coolest guys um, and a great coach. You can see it. He's won at every level. It's pretty insane. Uh, if you look at his track record, he's got a couple good stories um, up on the Internet. If you want to go look those up. Um, and then I played another couple years in Green Bay and then uh, was lucky enough to get a scholarship to play at the University of Denver. Uh, played for Jim Montgomery uh, for three years there and um, was the captain for the last two uh first cap first two-time captain in 60 years uh, at the university of denver and then uh, played a couple years in the minors grinded it out in the coast um got a couple good stories about those days and uh the last couple years i've been uh rehabbing a couple injuries from my pro career and then um getting really into the sports gambling so um like i said i've i've played at a lot of levels and i've watched a lot of hockey have a huge passion for all sports betting um definitely but there's nothing better than NHL playoffs. And this is a great time to, to get in and make some money because everything's, uh, everything's magnified and you can really analyze game to game. So it's an awesome time to get in and watch and pick up some tips along the way. Yeah, it's a, it's a great time. This is the best time to be involved in sports betting because the, the, the sports betting content wave is going through the roof. There's hundreds of YouTube channels, hundreds of platforms now where people want you know sports betting specific discussion and shows related to that. And for me, that's great news because now the last year or so, I've got you know content deals with different platforms. Uh, it has helped. Ice Guys, of course, here with the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm doing football, basketball, uh, baseball betting shows for uh, pub sports radio. I mean, there's just so many opportunities that have opened up to me. And like I said, it's been a grind for me financially for most of these 10 years that I've been doing this full time. And now all of a sudden, now it's just not just the wagering day to day and the stuff that I've been doing for years through selling picks, but now we've got the content that I'm getting paid to do and it's helped out financially greatly. So there's just going to be so many more opportunities now uh, in the next five years as this industry really uh, starts to go uh, through the roof. Definitely uh, exciting times. And we have exciting times in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Grant, uh, as well right now. Let's recap last night. Uh, the New York Islanders, a terrific Game 4 win uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. He found that as that he started off slow and Varlamov had to play good in the first period. I thought Tampa Bay had a pretty good first period, pretty good push early in the game. Uh, the New York Islanders, though, started to get their game going in the second. The Josh Bailey goal certainly helped. Getting that first goal was significant for the New York Islanders. Uh, uh, basically, Tampa Bay was guilty of over back checking on that uh, goal uh, because everybody's coming back, coming back, coming back on a transition rush. And then all of a sudden, they're all going collapsing to the net. And then all of a sudden, there's just way too much time and space for Paley to just slide right in there and then rip that shot high glove on Andre Vasilevsky, which is still the weak link for him. If there's one little weakness, it's his glove hand. And we saw that Josh Bailey exploited that for that Islanders goal, one nothing. Uh, they go up 2 nothing. They go up 3 nothing on Matt. I love seeing guys like Matt Martin score a goal, right? Those are my kind of guys right there. Isn't it? I mean, him yeah. and Sezikis and Clutterbuck, that line is just such a work-hard, heavy, four-check, physical line. And to see them get reward, they work tirelessly. You can say what you want about, you know, they don't always chip in offensively, but they're there to keep momentum, keep the puck, possess it, four-check, be physical, knock someone on their can, on their keister. 
They do that all the time. Uh, big goal for him to make it 3 nothing. And uh, Tampa Bay, though, you know you have to play 60 minutes to beat them. And sure enough, uh, two goals early in the third. Braden Point, what else is new? He's just got to bet this guy to score a goal every game right now, uh, pretty much, because he is now seven straight playoff games with a goal, including last night, gets them on the board. Then the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning get another goal from Tyler Johnson to make it 3-2. Good timeout by Barry Trotz at that time. He knew that the momentum was turning significantly. Settle everybody down. He did just that. And I thought the Islanders got back to their game. They started having a few shifts in the Tampa zone offensively, which was good to see. They didn't score, but they almost did to put it away, get that insurance goal. But it came down to the point where they had those chances to make it 4-2. They didn't score, so it comes down to the empty net. Extra attacker for Tampa Bay. And the save of the game occurs at the buzzer and not Semyon Varlamov. Ryan Pollock with the save of the game. Unbelievable what he did. Uh, Ryan McDonough, by the way, great move. Uh, A a deep move to try to, you know, get Varlamov out of the net, out of position. And he had him dead to rights. The net was gaping, a, a yawning cage. And there's Ryan Pollock sliding and making the save right at the goal line keeping the puck out and preserving the Islanders three to two win. One of the plays of the playoffs right there uh, by Ryan Pollock saved the game essentially. And now the series is tied at two and we're down to a best of three going back to uh, Tampa Bay uh, for game five. Uh, Grant, what were your thoughts on last night's game? Pretty exciting. finish. Um, Yeah. A a hell of a game. Um, You did a good job there with that. I think, the one point that I'll, a couple points I'll point out is the fourth line um, on the Islanders. I, I was a career fourth line guy. I played on a lot of great teams, won a couple of titles, you know, and things like that. And I was never the best player on the team. I was always a third or fourth line guy, penalty kill, gritty. Um, and so anytime fourth line guys score, I'm out of my seat, fired up. And, and Matty Martin, just like you said, he's been a tough guy in the league for uh, maybe 10 plus years. And, um, you know, he's, he's a heavy, I call him a heavy. He can fight anyone in the league and there's not, there's not a lot of guys out there. He's at that Ryan Reeves level, uh, Pat Maroon, the big, the big boys. And, um, like you said, with Sezikis and Clutterbuck, I think they've been probably the best fourth line in hockey for the last three to four years. You don't see a lot of fourth lines in the NHL stick together for more than a year or two. Um, there's usually a lot of, a lot of overlap guys getting called up from the A guys moving up guys getting traded a fourth line that you have for multiple years in a row is extremely rare. Um, and to go out piggyback off your trots comment on the timeout was, was perfect. I mean, that's why he's a Stanley cup coach. Um, and you could see it. It was, it was hilarious when I was watching the timeout because he took his mask off and he was literally laughing at the guys like, let's, let's calm down. Let's enjoy this moment. Let's take a breath. We have a three, two lead with, I'm not sure how much time was left, but I think there was around 10 minutes. And um, yeah, the place is rocking. Trotsy does a great job of calming his guys down, um, which last night was a great example of two great coaches, I think too, because then you look at the Tampa side down three zero going into the third, um, give up a goal with a couple minutes left in the second, which is just a backbreaker. Um, and Coop goes in there, and I'm sure he calmed the boys down, didn't come in and rile them up because that's such a veteran team. I mean, they're the Stanley Cup champions, right? So they got a lot of composure in those moments. Behind enemy lines, down three goals, 20 minutes to play. What are we going to do? And they came out and got sure enough, they got that goal in the first five minutes, which was huge. And then um, you kind of see Tampa start to roll. They're starting to get pucks deep. 
the fourth line with Johnson Maroon, and I'm not sure if Colton was on there or not last night, but that fourth line was buzzing. Um, and then you get Kucherov doing, you know, start dancing and doing all the crazy stuff he does. And then Trotsy does that timeout. Beautiful, beautiful call by him. And then, like you said, the last play of the game was actually one of the craziest endings I've seen in a long time because the composure for McDonough and the pass from Kucherov, if you want to rewatch that play, the, he slaps it between the defenseman's legs right to McDonough with a beautiful pass. And then McDonough with that spin move and that composure is not something that he typically does. You know, he's not down there in that low slot getting a pass across the crease. And he decides to do a spin move with, with two seconds left. And sure enough, it would have gone in. It would have been maybe the goal of the playoffs. And now we're looking at the goal, uh, the save of the playoffs maybe, and it wasn't by a goalie. Um, and, and you look at it, that could have saved the Islanders season too. Um, if Tampa steals that one, gets that, goes to overtime, who knows? Um, so I think that one's going, uh, going to be a battle throughout the next, the next however many games it goes. And we go back to Tampa now um, and we'll see what happens. But a hell of a hockey game. And it was, it was good to see the Islanders get that win, really. They deserve yeah, it. They- and if you know anything about momentum in a game, you know damn well if uh, Ryan McDonough ties that game there in the final seconds, all the momentum's with Tampa uh, going into overtime. And if you're the Islanders, it's like a gut punch, and you've got to pick yourself up off the mat. You had a 3 nothing lead. It would have been 3-3 going into overtime. You would have just been – that would have been a chore for Barry Trotz and that coaching staff to keep the spirits high. Uh, in that dressing room uh, going into overtime. No question about that. So it was a, a, a obviously it was an important save for that reason as well, because there's no telling that the Islanders would have gotten the game back and won in overtime if it gets there. Thankfully for them, they don't have to worry about that now with the series being tied to two. By the way, how crazy is it? How insane is it in terms of the depth that the Tampa Bay Lightning have, not only on their blue line, like Hedman, uh, Sergachev, and McDonough, they're top three blue liners. They're like brick walls. They block a ton of shots. They've been incredible in these playoffs. But what about up front, too, with the forward group? How insane is it that a guy like Tyler Johnson, who has carried this team on, on his back in the playoffs in years past, just carried them? You know, I remember one year he carried mm-hmm. them all the way to the mm-hmm. Cup. He was just so incredible uh, in that year. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, he's a fourth liner now for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's a fourth liner. This is a guy that's been like the integral offensive force for the lightning and playoffs past and now he's on the fourth line this year for this team uh, that just shows it shows you how incredibly stacked they are up front when you got Goudreau and you've got Blake Coleman on that third line you got Yanni Gord that's a very mm-hmm. very capable third line of course you know you got Pilat, you've got Kalorn, you've got Stamkos you've got Kucherov you've got Braden Point who's a con Smythe favorite in my opinion right now Totally. With the way he's played for the Lightning. They are just stacked up front, but give the uh, Islanders credit. They're gritty, they're feisty, they're scrappy, their defense is good. Pelic and Pollock, nobody talks about them. They should start talking about them. They're just rocks back there uh, on that blue line. Uh, and, of course, the Islanders, that's that's where they've been. And Nick Letty's a good defenseman. Uh, they've been getting timely goal scoring. Barzell is playing better with each game. Uh, he has found it. The Islanders are in this series, Grant. I don't know about win it. It's going to be down to the wire, but they are in it. They've got themselves a puncher's chance, and that's all they could have asked for coming into it. 100%. These guys, um, they're one of those teams that, and, and I think Montreal is very similar, that they're just really freaking tough to beat. You know, they're just, they're very well coached. They have a very strong defensive core. Um, and then they have a bunch of forwards, you know, the, the, the Palmieri, Palmieri trade was huge. That pickup, the Zajac pickup for the Islanders was huge. Um, 
Mayfield, I played with, I played with Mayfield uh, at the University of Denver and against him um, in the USHL. And I mean, he's just a really good four or five defenseman in the NHL. I mean, he's six four, two thirty, can block shots. Um, is you know is tough to play against. And so, yeah, you're spot on. I mean, we got a hell of a series here right now, man. Um, there's they got. I think they got a little bit, maybe even more than a puncher's chance. You 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 mentioned the depth on Tampa, and I think it was the year that they went to the Cup and lost to the Blackhawks. Uh, when Johnson was an absolute madman on fire. Um, and yeah, he's on the yep. fourth line now playing with Patty Maroon. Patty Maroon looking for his third cup in three years, which is insane. Yep. The guy looks like he's had a couple cheeseburgers too. Um, he looks a little heavier <laughs> than he usually does. Um, and he's my style of player too. You know, he's real heavy. He's got those soft hands. He can make plays in front. And and you talk about that fourth line. Gosh, that's a lot of experience and winning on your fourth line with Johnson and Maroon right there. So, hell yeah, we maybe we definitely may be going seven on this one. Yeah, it's a very very tight, competitive, great series so far. Uh, no question, uh, it's been a good one. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, when, when you look at it too. By the way, who hasn't had a few cheeseburgers in their lifetime or some, something that puts on the he pounds? Deserves right? It. For I me, mean, it's craft beer. Two it's craft years. Booze. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's craft booze that's putting on the pounds for me. I'm drinking a shit ton of that stuff uh, the last uh, few years. Uh, it's playoffs. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, incredible series we got going on, Tampa Bay and the Islanders. Let's turn our attention now to tonight. we got another big game for Montreal Canadiens, Vegas Golden Knights at La Belle Provence, Bell Center in Montreal. Uh, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights right now, sizable uh, road favorites in this game, five the total pretty much uh, across the board in this one. Lots of things to talk about. Going into this game, the headline story is Marc-Andre Fleury will not be in net tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. Robin Leonard will be. And, wow, you talk about a roll of the dice here for Pete DeBoer. The last time he did this, took Fleury out, put Leonard in. It didn't work out, and they got absolutely trounced by the Colorado Avalanche. Now, granted, the situation was totally different than it is tonight. They were coming off the seven-game series, win against Minnesota in the first round. They played 48 hours later in Denver, game one, thin air, high altitude, brutal spot. Anybody, handicapping 101, sports handicapping 101, brutal spot, brutal situation for Vegas. And they throw in the backup goalie to boot uh, in that game, Robin Leonard, uh, and it just didn't go well. They got trounced in that game. Uh, you could see it coming. I was I was on Colorado team total over. I was on Colorado in regulation in that game, uh, and it went very well. This is different. You know, this is in the middle of a series. This is with Colorado, Vegas not coming off, you know, seven games against a previous opponent, and you've got a desperate, urgent Vegas team tonight because they don't want to go down 3-1 uh, in this series. Now, people will make a big deal of the fact that, and I've heard this narrative, 45-27 were the shots for Vegas the last game. They got the game. It was robbery. Carey Price stole the game. Carey Price robbed them of that game. They absolutely should have won that game. I think they they deserve, they could have won that game. Could you say they deserved to win that game? Sure you could. But let's stop short of saying it was a robbery because the high danger scoring chances statistic in that game was only 13 to 10 for Vegas. They were only plus three in that category. And then, of course, in the second and the third and the overtime combined, the teams were dead even in high danger scoring chances. And in fact, in the overtime, which Montreal won on the Josh Anderson goal, Montreal had the only two high danger chances in overtime. Vegas had none. So we have to be careful with the, with the just this rhetoric that's going on that 
Vegas, well, they had the game stolen from them. They probably should have won that game. I don't argue that. But let's not say that they had told the Montreal had zero business winning that game uh, because I thought of the 45 shots and that statistic grant points it out. The high danger numbers for of those 45 shots, a lot of them weren't quality enough. They were to the outside. They weren't getting to the middle of the ice. It was easy saves for price. So that's why I only take shots on goal with a grain of salt now, especially when you've got these cool new statistics that you can look at advanced expected goals margins and high danger chances and there's just better ways to you know look at what a team's truly generating offensively and whether it's not just a shot but it's a high quality it's a high danger scoring chance shot there's a big difference uh, between the two so it speaks to vegas has to still do a better job in my opinion grant getting the to the loose pucks in front of the net getting more traffic you know, to basically impair the eyesight and the line of sight and the vision of Carey Price. They do have to do a much better job with that. And more than anything else, they have to get the power play going. The power play cannot continue to be this bad for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's been dreadful in this series. I think their five-on-five -five play has been strong. They've they've outplayed Montreal for extended parts of the series in that uh, category. But the power play has been a momentum killer. You know, they're at the point now they're having a hard time setting up. Uh, in the offensive zone with the man advantage, not even scoring, or let alone scoring and getting shots and chances. So that's what has to be fixed for Vegas. I think the Leonard decision, I don't know if I'm on board with that. I know Fleury's mistake the last game was an awful one, and the timing couldn't have been worse. You're trying to protect a two-to-one lead. There's two minutes to go, and you just fumble the puck. You know, you whiff on it with your goal stick. It hits your skate and bounces in front, and the game's tied. It's a brutal mistake at that time of the game. I get it, but you're going to penalize him for that. You know, this guy that's carried you to this point and a Vesna Trophy finalist, and you're going to penalize him for that. I don't know if I can get on board with this decision for Pete DeBoer. Now, he's going to prove me and everybody wrong if Leonard goes out there and has 38 saves and gives up one goal and they win. And there's definitely that could happen, but I don't like it because they love Flurry. Everyone knew a man in that night's dressing room. I don't, I'm not even there, Grant, and I can tell they love the guy. They love him as a teammate. They love him as a goalie. I don't know if I like this decision. All of a sudden, in a pivotal game like this, we're going to stick Robin Leonard in there when his one game in the playoffs was a disaster. Now, I know, again, the whole team was bad that night. I get it. But, man, is this ever a fucking roll of the dice by Peter DeBoer tonight doing this at this time? It better pay off or else this could get away. This series could get away in a hurry. I was leaning Vegas puck line. That's the only value you could get with Vegas. I wouldn't go money line. If you like Vegas, I'd say the way I see it, Montreal is either going to win tonight again. And I think if Vegas wins, they're going to pull away. Uh, I think Vegas has a, a good, better chance they win by margin, Vegas, if they win tonight rather than they just win by a goal. So I think if you like the Golden Knights, look at them, minus one and a half goals, at a, I think a plus 150, plus 160 price. I think you could go Vegas first period maybe, minus a half goal at a plus price, thinking first period they've got to come out of the gate strong and fast and take the play to Montreal. And they did that in game three. They just didn't uh, reap the rewards or the benefits of it because they couldn't find the back of the net. But I think there's going to be an incentive for them to have that same kind of start. So that's would be that would be the leans for me here. Vegas here, first period puck line. Vegas full game puck line. I still think Vegas is good enough to tie this series up back to Vegas. But there is something about Leonard and him starting all of a sudden that bothers me a little bit. I, I got to admit that. It's concerning. It's just I don't know if it's the spot that I would have made this switch. I understand it was a catastrophic 
miscue by Flurry the other night, but I don't know about. I would have given him a chance to bounce back because Flurry's often done that uh, in the past. I think it's a little bit of a panic move, says Anthony in the chat. I agree uh, with that, Anthony. I think it's a little bit of a panic move. So I don't know. We'll see. And can Vegas rally around Leonard? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I would lean over the total. Goal scoring props, I'm keeping it simple. If I'm looking at Vegas goal scorer props, Pacioretty and Stone, these two guys got to be better. They have to get going. They have to find their offense. They have to find their game. I can't can't say either one's been terrible, but they haven't been noticeable either in this series. Goal scorer props, I'd be interested in them. Josh Anderson, now that he's scored and back on the beam, he could go on a run. We've seen that. He's a streaky scorer. Josh Anderson could be a good goal scorer prop or to score a point in the game tonight. Same with Toffoli, Suzuki. I think you could see him find the back of the net as well. So those are some of Caulfield is playing with a lot of pace and rhythm and finding uh, scoring chances and goals now. He's starting to get it going. I couldn't argue with a Cole Caulfield goal score prop either. So there's a bunch of things I'm looking at in this game uh, overall. I think I might sprinkle on Vegas puck line, though, minus one and a half uh, here in this game. Uh, even with Leonard starting, uh, I think you get their absolute best today. But again, you're talking about Carey Price and a stingy defense on the other side. So will it be enough is the big question. Uh, Grant, what's your thoughts here from a betting standpoint? It's a huge game for uh, Vegas, Montreal. Oh, man. Um, when did the news come out on Leonard starting? Was it just, just this morning or within the last hour or two? Or so. okay. Yeah, exactly, this morning. Okay. And it said Leonard was the first off the ice, and you know what that usually means. That totally. He's going to be the starting goalie. So and they've confirmed it, that he's definitely going to be in net. Okay, yeah, because right before uh, right before we got on, I was looking on one of the apps I usually check out. It said Robin Leonard expected and I was just I, I looked at a couple other apps and it didn't say anything about it. And then we got on. And so they're rolling with Leonard. Um, I'll come back to that towards the end because um, I got a I got, I got a couple things to say on that. But to Montreal's um, to your point on how, you know, you get in comments and I, I, I see it, um, you know, on, on all the sports things and buddies and just kind of regular sports chat of. Montreal's getting lucky. Montreal's, you know, getting the bounces. Montreal's getting their ass kicked for most of the game, and then they're winning it. Um, listen, this I could totally, totally understand that point of view if you're just if you've just watched one game, two games, three games of Montreal this season. But listen, this is how Montreal plays. This is kind of their bread and butter. Now, obviously, you don't want to get outshot like that, but. You have one of the one of the best goalies in the last ten years. Not even not even a question on that. And Carey Price, and you got you know Shea Weber back there, and Petrie. When Petrie got back in the lineup, it changed everything for Montreal. They they could stop playing that five six as much. Um, and then uh, Edmondson and Gunnarsson. It's just a good defensive core. And then they have a good group of veteran uh, defensive forwards as well with Perry and Stahl. Um, and then I and then Toffoli. I mean, he's an offensive guy, but he's won a lot of big hockey games when he was with the Kings. He scored a lot of big goals. I call him Tuck Foley. He's he you know he's he's a goal scorer. He's a big time goal scorer. And that I really wanted to make a point on that because Montreal is not getting lucky. They're they're executing their game plan to a very very high level. They're winning faceoffs in the D zone. They're getting pucks out. Glass is home for them. Um, they're fine taking and icing. Carey Price has done an amazing job. I don't think enough has been said about his um, puck or game management and covering the puck when he doesn't have to. Um, a couple dump ins are a little outside the crease. He'll bring it back in and cover it. It's happened a couple times, and it's specifically to get um, get the right guys out there for a defensive zone draw. I think it's Deneau that's winning all the draws for uh, 
Yeah, Deneau's winning all the draws for Montreal. I think he was at like 67%, maybe even a little higher. Than Terrific that. defensively, these whole playoffs. Oh, been, and it, they stopped yes. on. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where I watch it, and it's it's as a as a hockey guy, I, it's it's fun to watch because it's old school, grinded out. Everyone get in that lane, block the shots, have great sticks, and it's a real team effort. And and that's what it takes in the playoffs. You need that kind of depth, and you need that kind of um, mentality of everyone grinding it together. And when Montreal is getting outshot whatever it may be, 10 to 1, 15 to 3, 15 to 5, whatever it is, or whatever it closes at, that's the one team that I feel very comfortable with even getting outplayed or outshot like that because they're comfortable playing in the D zone for 30, 40, 50 seconds, sometimes three, four shifts in a row. Um, and then the other thing that's been awesome about Montreal is their penalty kill. They've, uh, they've scored, I don't know how many goals in the playoffs, but they've scored the most goals in the playoffs on the penalty kill. And... Um, like you said, Vegas's power play has been terrible. I think they're four for 38. Yeah, they're four for 38. And that's just not going to get it done. You know, you need to score for special teams goals and you need to, uh, you need to at least, you know, I was never on the power play when I played, but um, I was always a leader on the team. And one of my messages would be, you got to keep the momentum for us. Get the momentum. You don't have to score. Let's get some shots. Let's get clean zone entries. Let's make some clean yeah. passes. And to your point, as you said, their zone entries have just been trash. And and I don't know if they're not coming um, with enough speed. I don't know if they're coming with enough urgency. A lot of times on the on the power play, when when you're not scoring, you're four for thirty eight, um, trying to be a little too cute. Uh, trying to make that perfect play. And when you start to do that against a guy like Carey Price, then then he's smiling back there because he's going to be on his angles. And when you're trying to hit that perfect bar down type snipe shot, um, it's hard. It's hard to do on a good goalie like that. And you're gripping the stick tight. So I'm really hoping to see from Vegas just an old, almost an old school overload power play. Let's get pucks to the net. Let's get bodies in front. And as you saw last night with the two goals with Tampa Bay, Varley couldn't see either of those. So let's, you know, Price is maybe the best goal in the world, at least in the conversation. We got if you're if you're uh, Vegas, you got to get bodies in front um, because he's going to stop it if he sees it. And and um, you talk about the fourth line for um, the Islanders. I'd like to see some a little bit something from the bottom six here from Vegas. I think they need to really step up. Um, Yanmark, um, Tuck's been, you know, he's been on that top line. He's been moved down. I think Tuck's a, cup, uh, a clutch player. But I need to see a little bit from that fourth line, and it doesn't need to be a goal. It needs to be physicality, banging, and maybe getting getting Price's face. Nothing cheap, but let's, let's bump him around a little bit and make sure he knows what's going on if you're Vegas. And... Now I'm going to get to the Leonard shit, which blows my mind, man, because that really messes up all my picks. I literally went outside my apartment and got two flowers for uh, Mr. Marc-Andre Fleury today so I can rip those up. <laughs> out. Yeah. Because I, we were texting after after that game saying when Fleury starts to smile is where I kind of I start to grab my wallet because – I know he's going to be really dialed in, and he's a, he's a gamer, he's a competitor, he's a champion. The guy responds with like like a like a Stanley Cup champion goalie. So I was really confident in Vegas coming into tonight um, with Flurry and Net, and and uh, I think it was Chad that said that in the chat about it may be a little bit of a panic move 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it because I, I, like you said, the, uh, the guys love flurry. Flurry's an awesome guy to play for. He's doing pad stacks. He's fired up. He's got a, he's, he's, uh, I think he's 36 or he's older tendy and he looks, you know, he plays like a rookie with rookie energy. You know, he's so excited to be out there. So I, that's disappointing to me to see that. Um, but at the same time, Leonard's won a lot of hockey games for this Vegas team over the last couple of years. They split most of the season um, and Flower got hot late. And um, here we go. I worry about Leonard's mental um, after getting absolutely run out of the building um, in Denver in game one. But as you said, again, that, that was a spot where um, as a gambler, as a sports gambler, and you know what you're doing and you've watched the series and done your, done your research, you're, you're banging the abs on that one heavy because it was just a terrible spot for, for Vegas. So it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth, kind of like what you were saying with Leonard, because I, that was the last game we saw of him and it was, the abs looked like the 1980 Oilers. And, and so I'm worried about it, but at the same time, this Vegas team is at their best when their backs are against the wall. You know, everyone thought they were down and out in the Avs series. The Minnesota series got a little sketchy when, when they gave up those, uh, I think they were up three, one, and then many, many won two in a row and they had to win game seven back at home. So I love Vegas, um, in terms of their grit, in terms of their D, um, and, my original bet was the same one as you. It was going to go Vegas puck line. Um, and now, now I'm, I'm still going to do that. I also like doing uh, – where do I have it here? Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking of doing uh, Montreal team total under two and a half. It's minus 150, so you got a little juice there. Um, but I think that's a solid bet. I really think Vegas um, will play very, very hard defensively. Not that they have been, but when you have Leonard back in there, you know, they're only human. So the Vegas guys, they still have that bad taste in their mouth like we do with Leonard back there. So I could see a little bit better effort blocking shots, getting pucks out. So I like that Habs uh, under two and a half total, team total at minus 150. And then the two guys I was looking at for um, goals was uh, Carlson. I think Carlson's just a clutch player. And then Smith, I think, I think those guys have just been quiet the last two games. I really like where their game's at. And then a, a, a flyer plus 1,600 on the first goal, uh, Cole Caulfield. Um, I, coached against his, I coached his brother, um, and then I coached against Cole in the USHL when I was a coach, assistant coach there. And I think Cole had five points on us or something like that. He's one of those guys that he looks like he's a freshman in high school off the ice. I mean, he really yeah. he's a, he's a small kid. He's you know he's got yeah. no face. Him and Mitch Marner, they look like they're eight years old. Both exactly, of them. exactly. And he, he's uh, when you when he has space, he's 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 world class. I really believe that. I think if he has time and space, he is a world class goal scorer. Um, so maybe a little change, a little a little house money on on Caulfield getting the first one or to score. I'm not sure what he is to score, but um, he's probably right around that 500 mark um, on that game. So I think it's going to be a great game. I like Vegas um, and I think it will I think uh, Leonard will play well as scared as I am. I could see Montreal scoring. They played a great first period in almost every game they've played and Vegas has played a trash first period. Uh, not trash. They haven't played as great. But that being said, kind of to your point, Leonard's in net, must win. Not a must win, but they need to get this game. And I could see them coming out um, with some serious fire and, and just laying pucks on that. 
Yeah, I will be uh, in terms of this game. Look, I'll recap where I'm at. I'm on over five and a half games in the series. That's my biggest bet of this series is over five and a half games. So I'm I'm hoping Vegas wins one of these for sure. I'm also looking at um, uh, Montreal at a small plus price in this one, uh, plus four twenty five. I did bet that before the series started. So now I'm in a position where the five and a half is looking good. Montreal's got the lead in the series, but I like this as a spot for Vegas. I'm going to have a small bet on Vegas, minus a half goal, plus 165 in the first period. So that cashes if they have a lead after the first 20 minutes. I like the puck line a little bit, minus one and a half, plus 160, although I would have liked it more with Fleury in that. But I'm also going to go over the total, over five, minus 140. Uh, over five, minus 140, that's the best price you can find with that because I'm not as confident in Leonard, I think, as our guest here, Grant. I'm just not. Uh, you know, I've got. I'm going to have to see it before I believe it. I know they could play hard defensively, but I thought they played hard defensively and good defensively most of the game last game. Uh, how much better can they play defensively? Is my question for Vegas going into tonight. And look, Montreal, they're, they're starting. You know, Anderson's off the Schneid. Toffoli scoring. Caulfield's getting it going. I don't think they're blanking Montreal. So I think Montreal finds the back of the net. But most of all, I think Vegas does. You know, because I think Vegas is going to learn. we got to throw more pucks at the net. I don't know what they're going to do to figure out this Chandler-Stevenson absence because they put Tuck on the top-line center spot. Didn't really fit. Didn't really work well. And that hurts. Nicholas yeah. Waugh on that line. They I, hated that. Yeah, I hated that. I hated that, too. That line. Uh, he's just like – it's like musical chairs right now for Peter DeBoer, who he's putting on that top-line center spot between Pacioretty and Stone. And, look, he's got to find an answer because he's got to put someone on that line, Grant, that can get these two guys going because they've got to get their offense going. Pacioretty does and Stone does. Uh, so, But I, I think they can get it going here. I, that's why I'm on the goal scorer props with those two. But a lot of it's going to be who plays between them tonight and can Peter DeBoer find an answer because we're finding out more and more. He hasn't found one yet, and they miss Chandler Stevenson a lot more than people think. Oh, uh, so he much. He's really playing that well. Uh, off best offensive guy they can put on that line, and, of course, very good uh, away from the puck as well in all situations. Uh, definitely missed for this Vegas team, and, of course, he is out once again tonight. So it's a fascinating game. So I got a little Vegas first-period puck line, minus a half, plus 165. Small Vegas, minus one and a half, plus 160. And I also like over five. For the full game, minus 140 tonight uh, between the Golden Knights and the Canadians. Great stuff, Grant. We'll wrap up the show uh, in just a sec. Before we do, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Great time of year. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball daily. We've got that. Look, NFL preseason football, guys, is just two months away. It is going to be here before you know it, a month and a half away. Training camp is going to open in the NFL in one month. College football right around the corner. Uh, football season's almost here, so it's a great time to download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account. If you do that, you'll get a deposit bonuses, weekly specials, weekly incentives, and bet boosts. So download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, Grant, we always end the show with best bets, uh, every Ice Guys show, so that's what we'll do here. Mine is going to be the over in this game, 5 minus 140. I like the Vegas bets too, but with Leonard, I think I pivot a little bit more toward the over being my favorite opinion and favorite betting stance in this game, uh, over 5 minus 140. And again, if it's 3-2 like the other night, we push. Worst case scenario, you know, you get your money back. So I think we can get this game over this number. I'm going to have to see Leonard play well. 
before I can believe it, especially when he hasn't played now in a couple of weeks. Uh, and of course, he hadn't played in a few weeks prior to that Colorado game. Now, I know the whole team was lousy that night, but there was a goal or two he could have stopped, I thought. So totally. he's going to have to show it to me, no question. I like over five, minus 140 with Montreal Vegas tonight. That'll be my best bet. Grant, uh, what do you got for us for best bet? Oh, well, you know, that was the uh, Leonard, Leonard being in uh, through a big curveball and kind of what I was thinking. Um, and so uh, my best, my two best bets, I'm going to go with Vegas regulation and um, which I believe is minus 115. It may have changed. Yeah, that's um, yeah, right around that. Yep. Right around minus 115, yep. which is a very, very scary bet um, to do a regulation win um, in playoffs, especially with price. Um, but I, I, I think Vegas is going to come out, and I just trust this team. I really do. And and I don't trust Leonard as much as maybe I, I put out to do, but I, I do I do believe that he's won a lot of games with this team, and I, and I trust him to a certain extent. And, and I, I really trust that decor on Vegas. Um, and I really, I really think Vegas is going to, if they win this game tonight, they have to score a power play goal. I think that that's that is that is kind of the mark for me. Vegas has to score a power play goal tonight to win this game. So I'll go Vegas regulation, hanging right around minus one fifteen, and then my other bet would be the uh, Canadians under two and a half team total minus one fifty. There you go, Canadians team total under two and a half minus one fifty. Vegas in regulation, a play Vegas in regulation yeah. minus one fifteen for a best bet for Grant Arnold on his Ice Guy special guest debut. Thank Grant Arnold for joining us on this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Great stuff, great analysis, great to have that insight of a former player. We've had a bunch of former players on uh, in the past on the show, so to be able to have that insight is always good. So thank you uh, to Grant Arnold for joining us. We will be back tomorrow for the next edition of the Ice Guys. And a reminder, the Ice Guys podcast, download that if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, which is seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart. Uh, You can find the uh, podcast for the Ice Guys on all those platforms. Thanks to our special guest, Grant Arnold, for joining us. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Father's Day Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. 